So, um, we got the first snowstorm in Canada today, and it really made me think of all the times I've gone camping. Now, camping's been a really big part of my life for the last 14 years, which is crazy. Um, and I just like, I definitely have enough stories to turn this into a whole podcast episode. And just like, based off of my experience I've had, it's just, it's just awesome. Um, so yeah, the, we got a, we got a snowstorm today. It's uh, currently November 22nd. It's kind of crazy because we usually get snow a lot sooner. Bizarre to think about, right? Uh, but yeah, I was like, I was just walking in the snow. I, just, I was just walking today and snappy clack blizzard just happened. I was like, wow. Okay. And it just kind of just gave me that idea. I was like, why don't I talk about my, all my camping experiences? Because a lot of the people don't know about that. And all my new listeners, listeners on the podcast probably are like, camping, what? <laughs> so um, I guess it all started back 14 years ago whenever I got taken on my first camping trip. And this is when I was really young, by the way. Not really young, but I can't say the exact age or people are going to be like, oh, this is your age. Cool. But uh, pretty much 14 years ago now, I went on my very first camping trip. And now there's going to be a lot of listeners thinking just like, oh, they went in like an RV. They went and drove a car out, stayed in like a tent by their car, just at a normal trailer park campsite or something like that. No, this was this was intense. This is really where my like passion and like love for the outdoors really brewed. And I was like, wow. So um, pretty much. We, it's like, we, I live in Ontario, if you guys don't know, I'm, I'm Canadian. Um, and in Northern Ontario, it's absolutely beautiful. Rocky, not Rocky Mountains, like um, the West Coast, but there's, there's like, there's mountains, like hills, <laughs> hills. Uh, but no, it's, but it's really nice. There's lakes everywhere in Ontario. So there's a lot of good spots to camp. And pretty much I'm from Southern Ontario, right? Because Seriously, if you know Ontario, who the hell lives in northern Ontario? Like, do there's like only a small amount of people that live in Timmins, and that's like way the far fuck up north. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I'm not from Timmins, so th- I'm pretty much not living in northern Ontario. But um, the drive up to where we usually go is about seven to eight hours, and it's a big drive. Like, I when I was younger at the time, this is the very first time I went. I was like, wow, it's like. That is a really long drive, but I was like, I wonder, I wonder why, because at the time I was like, okay, maybe we're just going to stay at like this like trailer park or something like that. So we had to leave really early in the morning. You'd probably assume um, five in the morning actually. Get ready four thirty, get everything out the door by five. It's ridiculous. Um, but as soon as we got there, um, it's probably we arrived around like afternoonish, right? Sometimes the traffic was bad because they never fixed the damn highway by Sudbury, going up to Sudbury, like, <laughs> that's going to take a gazillion years to fix. Uh, just, no, not to fix, sorry, to make. There's a, there's a little bridge, though. It's like a pain in the ass to cross every single time. But depending on how bad traffic is, like, this drive could take up to, like, 10 hours because this traffic could just be brutal. But, uh, no, we, we usually got there around afternoonish no no later than three o'clock most of the time unless we were leaving really late um but when we got there there's a spot when you're just on the road and it's just like you lose absolutely all service to your phone and any devices you have with you and you go into this like it's just like this it's like a not a four-wheeling road because well at the time it was like a four-wheeling road but it's been like maintained and kind of just like bushed out as the marine made more money but um, you'd go drive in like five, 
not even five, like like six kilometers off of the highway into this like in the middle of like the not the middle of the bush because that's where the campsite is, but right off right into the bush and there's just like little marine marina that's what it's called a marina marina not a marina marine's a soldier but a marina right beside of like a nice a small little dock and a parking lot now these guys would help you out uh help like they sometimes it depends which campsite you go to because they have a like a pontoon boat so they can put all your gear on the boat and travel out but depending on which lake system you want to go on you go grab your canoe and when you get there you unload all your gear into the canoe and you paddle out portage if you don't know what portaging is um it's pretty much when you get to a little spot like a little intervene and you have to grab all your gear move your canoe through um trail to another lake system so like say that lake system ends but there's another lake system right beside you you have to grab all your shit get it to the other side past all these motherfucking mosquitoes it's terrible and get to the other side and it's just like ah. <laughs> as soon as you're there it's just such a pain in the ass to do portages i don't think anybody enjoys to do them um but once you get to the other side it's just like it's nice because then you just get back to the paddling itching your neck itching your head because you got all those mosquito black fly horse fly deer flies oh my gosh horse flies are the worst they those things takes chunks out of you the the one thing i never look forward to when camping so like you always have to pray for the perfect weather where it's a little bit like not not too hot for mosquitoes and the mosquitoes aren't really there the the horse flies are gone like if you have a couple deer flies you know you can manage right you can manage because those things like you swat them they're, they're not bad to kill um but yeah you pretty pretty much it's it's in, it's intense doing the whole thing the whole process so what we did for the very first trip we actually did a portage like i was talking about so we didn't get the pontoon boat out to a campsite farther away. We didn't get any of that fancy stuff. It was just put our boat in the water. We had three, no, two canoes. Uh, I think we had about six, seven guys at the time. Two canoes. No, we had six guys. Um, and me and my cousin, we were younger at the time, remember that. And a couple adults. And we got all our stuff in. You have, Remember, you have to put the barrel packs in the canoes because... Well, you don't just take like back. Well, you take backpacks. You can take a backpack for your like your clothes and stuff. But you want to make sure your bags don't have the stench or the smell of food, because you you never want to take something into the bush that smells like food and it has that food smell over, it, especially meat. Like if you're if you're carrying a bag and it smells like meat, oh dude, you're gonna eat by a bear. I'm sorry. Like maybe if you're down in the states, I don't I don't really know how it is down there. I've never been camping in the states, but like in Ont northern Ontario, if you have a bag. It smells like meat. You're fucked. Don't even try it. Don't even bring it up there. <laughs> so uh, what we do is you bring barrel packs. And these barrel packs, are they're very secure. And you like you have metal, like literally metal bars that like closes it. It's like a latch uh, to unlatch and latch the barrel to close. You have to put like ice in it depending on what kind of food you're going to bring in. Now these trips are usually five, four to five days long or five to six depending if you get a long weekend. And... Um, yeah, it can be really, so you have to make sure everything's really compressed and packed in there because you have literally all your five days worth of supplies in these barrel packs. And you got to make sure they last. Now, they always last because every time we overpack, okay? We've been doing this for 14 years. Every time it's overpacked. But pretty much, yeah, um, we got all our stuff in the canoe. We got our tents. We have our barrel packs. We had our compression, like we have compression bags because remember, you can't just bring in like, 
this whole crap load of stuff because like how are you gonna put them in the canoe right you gotta you gotta pack you gotta very pack very uh, small so we portage it took us about three hours to do the canoe ride because remember it's canoeing is not unless you're like these intense crazy olympic paddlers you're not gonna get there crazy and like half the time you're gonna be canoeing but when you're canoeing you're gonna be talking listening to music enjoying the view it's not always like you know it's 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 just not like you're going hard down the lake it's no it's just like a nice easy calm but like a calm paddle you just you don't want to rush but we got there probably around six o'clock now remember it's summertime so daylight savings it goes sun goes down around like nine ten ish so that gives us about three to four hours to set up camp which is really nice by the way when you start going later in the fall it's just a pain in the ass to set up camp because you've got to get in early because if you don't you're going to be setting up in the dark and like that's the last thing you want is setting up your camp in the dark now usually with everything going on dinner always gets pushed back to 11 10 10 30 11 ish each night, by the way, I would just like to point that out, it's always late, late dinners, but they're so worth it because the, the where you have to prep your meals, cook the meals, it's so much more complex. It's not complex, really. You just need to be very careful because if you, you can't spill food on the ground, right? If you're in the middle of the bush, in the middle of nowhere, it's if you see a bear, it's not like you can just pick up your phone and be like, ring, ring, um, we need a nature guy got up here with a shoddy to come get the but no you can't just do that you can't there's no service so we usually pack again we'll always pack bear spray bear bangers if you don't have bear bangers it's like a flare that you like it's like a stick on a flare and you like flip the lever pew it's like a, it's like a fire like launching a firework out of a little tube it's really cool um but yeah we pack these we get our camp set up um usually most of the time there's a lot of people who go uh, to these campsites right well not really most a lot of people but as the areas gets more found more people go to the areas but um usually what you do is a really good light like really good tip by the way i don't most people don't know this but if you have pine needles in the area you bring like a little rake or something you rake them all up creating a nice base and put your tent over top of the pine needles because when, when you go to bed it's going to be so damn comfortable when you could lie down because if you're going to put your tent over a rock, you're going to move and you're going to be like, oh my God, there's a rock up my ass in the middle of the night. And that's the worst feeling. So if you got pine needles and everything underneath, it's good. And you want to make sure it's level too. Because if it starts raining in the middle of the night, like that's going to suck because the water's going to get in your tent. You're going to be soaked. It's it's not fun. Trust me. It's, it's happened before. Not fun. Uh, but yeah, we, we get in, unpack. Usually the first night's pretty chill. Just unpacking, chillaxing dinner enjoy the stars because when you're in northern ontario the stars are incredible like you're up there you can see so much it's even the farther you go up north the better the stars get and it's just amazing like if you bring a telescope you can like see jupiter well you can see jupiter clearly from just a normal house but you can see these planets so clearly like it's just amazing and the amount of stars like the density like it's crazy it's such Honestly, like, if you get to go camping and you go so far up north, like, there's no light pollution, it's honestly such an amazing sight and, like, something that you'll never forget. Like, I, right now, I can just close my eyes and picture all the stars and just sitting on that rock, like, that rock that's been in the sun all day, heated up by the sun, sitting on that ca casual couple spiders or creepy crawlers crawling by you, but uh, just overall enjoying it and, like, <laughs> it's just awesome. What a, what a great feeling, but... Usually, those are like that's kind of like the basics of how we get into the campsites. Um, like as the years have gone by, 
I have, again, it's gotten more extreme. Like I've gotten on way more intense trips over the past three years. Yeah, the past three years I've gone on, these are just recent ones, but it, uh, some really intense trips down uh, major river systems. Um, so yeah, we go pretty much the river trips. These ones are crazy because they're fun. You have to, so what we do is we'll drive. It's way, way, way farther than the normal camp because you're going extremely far up north. Um, but usually in the spot we go, there's a train and a train station. And pretty much what we'll do is we'll go stay at some cat, like a, some, like maybe we'll rent a hotel room the night before, but, um, we will go get the hotel room or something stay there for the night and then in the morning like crack it on early because if you miss the train you gotta you just your whole trip gets screwed up because it's not like unless you have someone with a four-wheeler that can get you in like it's it can be really tough but um what we do is we stay over at a like a motel overnight everything stays in the car wake up get out go up north like not drive but it's like 30 minute drive uh we get to the train station unload all our gears get the cars parked like locked everything like that the train comes and you only have a certain amount of time before the train departs so you got to get all your stuff in the back carts in there like you got to get your canoes loaded all your gear loaded and boom and then what you'll do it's a really nice train too it's like a cargo train right but there's there's some passenger seats which are nice so you got to get all your you got you got to get in the train it's about maybe like an hour and a half ride up because remember this train's going fast so it drop so this train just will be like uh, someone, someone, right in the middle, dropping off here, and then top of the river we're at. We got to get all of our gear off of the train into the grass, and this is like the most crazy thing I've ever seen. Just like the most crazy moment of my life is the first time that we got all of our gear off the train. We're standing there. The train leaves, and we are in the middle of the absolute but fuck nowhere, like. Man, that way it hit hard. It hit it, it. It really hits hard when you're standing there and you truly. The only way to get back to civilization is by getting down the river. It really hits you, and it really hit me. I was like, "Wow!" It's like literally the only way I'm getting out of here now is getting down this river. There's no like, yeah, I can just paddle out in the morning. It's like, no, you got to get down the river. And it's 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 bear season too. Like there's bears, but honestly, a lot of people are really scared of bears. They over dramatize it by so much. Most of the time, yeah, they can be scary, but as long as like you, they're really not hungry. They're not gonna attack you. And like, you know, it, it can be scary, yeah. But like, you just you gotta you gotta live with them. That's the part of camping, like. You go camping, you see a bear, it's just, it's just part of it, man. It's nature. Same with other animals. Like, you see a moose, first of all, big-ass animal, never want to run into. It's, it's, it's awesome seeing a moose, but, man, they're massive. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they're cool. Again, just a part of nature. Now, honestly, I'd be more scared of a moose than a bear. Like, if you, like, all the campers that are watching, like, the extreme ones, like, if you know what I mean, like, man, a moose, they're scary. They're big. Like, they could tip your car. Like, a bear could tip your car, too. But, man, a moose, it, hit, it, hit, it hits hard. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that was one of the most surreal feelings I've ever felt. So, um, pretty much, we get in the river. We do, like, a nice little, like, um, one of the guys talked. He's been going down the river for many years now. But 
is my first time. He was talking about the appreciation of the great outdoors. Now, that's the one thing that's uh, really important is the appreciation for the great outdoors because if you're not appreciate like if you don't appreciate it, if you don't if you just go in there, throw crap in the forest, it's disrespectful, man. Because like you're going in there on Mother Nature's land. You don't just go in there to throw your crap away. The one the one rule we always have going into the bush is whatever you take in, you must take out. And it does not matter what it is. Like say you say you break something, you gotta take that out of there. You're not just leaving it there for Mother Nature to take care of. It's like whatever you bring in, you bring out. Now that's that's the one rule that we always go by and Everybody who's watching should go by that rule too, because you don't want to just leave crap at random places. It's just, it's just, it's just honestly, just what a douchebag move. Uh, and man, when people just do it, man, it's just like leaving beer cans everywhere, leaving crap. It's just like, uh, it's annoying. But uh, yeah, we go, we go down the so the river is about eighty eight kilometers from the top of the river is probably about one hundred and twenty. But the, where we got dropped off is about 88 kilometers to the very, to the, not the very bottom of the river, the river, but the part of the river where we needed to depart and get back to the train station, really. Um, so yeah, pretty much we, it's an 88 kilometer paddle, which is, it doesn't seem like a lot, right? Maybe it's like when you're comparing it to a car, but like, it's, it's a long paddle, like that's. If it's a, usually it's a five day trip, right? So you got to make about twenty kilometers, twenty five kilometers every day if you can. Now we there's a really nice uh, campsite at the very bottom of the river, not the very bottom, but like maybe like ten kilometers from departure. So usually we want to do like maybe if we can like thirty kilometers in a day, so we can get that extra two days to camp out and just chill at the campsite at the very bottom, because paddling for three days straight all day long, it's 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 hard. Now you're probably like wondering like, well, you're paddling 30 kilometers, where do you stay? Now there's like little campsites and like little places you can like, like not actual campsites, but like these little places, open spots where people over time have like kind of turned into campsites. And those are the spots where you go pitch a tent, go in there, like get all your stuff down, get all your gear down, chill there for the night, have a fire and maybe crack a beer or something like that. Um, well, most of the time, <laughs> um, but yeah. You don't want to get absolutely hammered though, because if you're going down, um, like if you're going down the next morning after like you got hammered the night before and you're in the sun all day, doesn't, don't want it. You don't want to do that. It's not going to feel good. <laughs> you got to paddle like 30, 25, 30 kilometers. No, it's not going to feel good. Um, but yeah. You get you keep paddling down the river you make your little stops and it's just awesome because like there's so much to see now yes at like some points it can just be so brutal but like it's such a great experience because each every all all the time you're always singing a song listening to music going down the river just in the middle of nowhere you don't got to stress about anything it's it's just amazing like honestly i absolutely love it uh, but yeah those it's really cool and I remember the one time, the final campsite we got to, it was the, um, there's like a little cliff there. Oh my God, it was so cool. The campsite was on a cliff. Um, it wasn't a very high cliff, don't get me wrong, but it was still a cliff. And you could go cliff jumping off it, which was really cool. I absolutely love that, um, doing all the cliff jumping. It's, it's honestly amazing. And uh, yeah, it, it honestly, it's such a cool experience. Now, there's been... There's been many of camping trips I've done 
like I said, I've been going for about 14 years now, which is a long time. Um, I do plan to take my first... I haven't taken a solo trip yet. Mainly the reason is because I'm a big chicken. I'm not that big of a chicken, but like, it's, it's scary. Like You can get very paranoid taking your first solo trip. Um, but me and my cousin, he has been going on these trips with me every single year. We're, we're really good buds. And we we want to do um, like a trip, just just the two of us going up, dropped off, and go for five, not maybe like four, three, four days, but uh, it'd be fun. We would have like I'm already I'm a decent cooker, you know. I'm not I'm not nothing special. Like I'm not like this crazy person who can cook these fantastic meals, but I know how to cook. Um, but it would be fun. Yeah, we we we're planning to do our first. Um, like duo trip together and then after I do that I want to take a solo trip probably just not down a river or anything not paddling because again that can be very dangerous doing it by yourself as if, if you get hurt really badly injured when you're by yourself on a river like again it's very rare you'll run into another person like you will run into other paddlers but like man if you get injured like seriously really badly out there like these rapids um, if there's like class one to five rapids, well, not five rap, the class five, but there's class four rapids on these rivers. And if you hit a class four rapid wrong and say you like break your boat or say you get really badly injured, you hit your head. It's usually really smart. You'll see a lot of people do this wearing helmets. So you, cause if you do tip, you don't want to smash your head off a rock. That would be really bad. Um, but yeah, if you're out there by yourself, just paddling like that could be really dangerous. And you you know how you need to know how to maneuver a boat and just like you got to make sure you know how to do everything properly. And if you do get in a situation like that, you got to make sure you know how to get out of it. So I don't think I'm like th- enough that experienced yet to go down an eighty kilometer river by myself. Like and honestly, the, the it still kind of freaks me out too, because when you at the time you usually go down is I usually was. August is probably the best time because the water's not too high, especially like for um, a newbie, like first timer. I'd probably go down um, August because it's not bear season yet because bear season, hunting season is like October, right? September, October, November. And it can get really cold. Like I don't want to be freezing. Like summertime's nice too. Um, but yeah, I it just seems, it seems like a lot. I, I'd probably want to do it just a uh, duo trip, the same thing going down like one of those rivers. And then... Um, I probably just want to go and do a solo trip. I don't know. It's still it's not anytime soon, anyways, because it's still the idea of it freaks me out. <sighs> Sorry, just have to take a drink there. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. I always thought of it. But um, I want to do my first solo trip, just going doing some casual camping by myself, just to kind of get that feel for being in the bush and being out there all alone, because. When you're out in the bush, all by yourself, um, it, it's it's you get paranoid. Like, man, <laughs> you hear, you 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 gotta have your firewood too. That's that's important. Like, there there's one rule. Like, it doesn't matter how much firewood you have, because if you have firewood for yourself, you'll have the same amount as firewood for nine people. So you always want to get more firewood. Like, if you think you have a good amount of firewood get more because you're going to need more the you all like like i said if you collect firewood for one person 
it's the same for nine people. You got to just keep getting more because, <laughs> oh boy, I can't stress enough. Like if I'm doing my first solo trip, I'm making sure I have a fire, big fire going all night long <laughs> because I do not want no critters coming into my camp. And now, again, you, you don't have to worry about these things like wolves, bears coming into your camp if you do it properly. Like if you close up all your gear you don't leave anything, you don't leave any food out, you don't drop any food on the ground, you don't have all these scents coming from your camp, nothing's going to come get you because it doesn't want anything from your camp. Like, yeah, it's probably going to smell you because bears have, like, an amazing sense of smell. But uh, even if it smells you, it's it's not going to really care. It's going to be like, okay, he's over there. But if it smells a raw, sterling steak dripping blood all over the ground... You're fucked, man. Like, it's coming into your campsite, so you better be prepared with a couple bear bangers or, like, there's <laughs> something, man. Honestly, though, we always have a funny joke. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good runner, right? So I'm just like, if a bear comes here, I don't got to outrun the bear. I got to outrun you. <laughs> such, it's such a horrible joke, too. So we're, like, literally saying this to each other. Like, we're going we're gonna to run. Bye. <laughs> yeah, have fun. Thanks for uh, saving yourself for us. Uh, but yeah, it's always, it's not, it's not like, you don't need to outrun the bear, I just gotta outrun you, then I'm good. Now, I don't know, I've always thought of, like, ways, how, how would I, how would I escape a bear? Because a bear is like a superhuman, you know? It, it can climb trees, it can swim water, it can run through a bush so, so fast. It's like, how do you escape a bear? Because, like, if you swim, it's gonna swim after you, <laughs> if you climb a tree it's most likely it's like either like the bear can either like i don't know it depends how fat it is because like a bear can get up there but like if it's just like a really fat bear i don't know maybe maybe he won't be able to get up there but maybe maybe he'll shake that tree have you seen have you seen the movie without a paddle where oh such a great movie without a paddle where the three guys go camping in the middle of the wilderness really they're not safe about it and uh he's going fishing with a flashlight and he catches a fish turns around there's a bear and this is where the saying comes in. There's the three guys, and one of them can't run fast. And they're just like, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just got to outrun you. <laughs> and they're all running. And the small guy falls, gets taken by the bear. But the bear is trying to get the other two guys, and they climb a tree. But it couldn't get up the tree, just shaking it and shaking it. It eventually leaves. But, man, they're, they're like, they won't. <laughs> Bears, man, they're crazy. Well, there is, like I said, they're like an insane animal to encounter. But as long as you pack up everything and do it right, like, you have nothing to worry about. Now, I remember the first time I hear I heard, like, a wolf howling in the middle of the night. I was like, ah, oh, it's so amazing. But I was like, man, it freaks me out. But so cool. I love it. Just the sound of nature is just awesome. And when you're sitting there, like, this is where, like, the, we get paranoid from. It's like when you're just sitting there by yourself in a tent, right, you have your fire, like, stoked going overnight you hear your fire like crackling in the night but then you start hearing like footstep sounds in the forest you start hearing the bushes move you start hearing hearing owls go like hoo hoo you start hearing just things moving around in the bush oh man it's it's just the worst it's just the worst like i haven't experienced it myself yet cuz i've been taking a solo trip but the stories i've heard it's just like it's 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 terrifying like the best thing to do is if you know, like, you're 100% sure that everything, you've done everything right, your whole campsite's clean, there's nothing to worry about, the best thing to do is just put your headphones in, 
put your music to full blast and just doze off to the music. And it's honestly such a great advice. Like, have that music playing, go to bed, and just wake up in the morning and you'll be fine. It just, when you start hearing everything moving in the bush, all the sounds that you don't normally hear, but you start hearing, it's just like, oh, the, he gets so paranoid. And like, just get those headphones and fall asleep and you'll you'll be fine when you wake up. It just it just get past that fear. Now, it's always nice to bring a speaker, kind of let let the I would, we always bring fireworks, right? We'll usually go on the Canada Canada Day long weekend, which is on July 1st, to any American viewers watching. So we'll always bring fireworks, let a firework off during the night, just so just so everything in the area knows we're here and we're chilling, you know. Just we can't have you know any unexpected visitors coming because we we want to we want to have that firework go off and we want to want to let them know we're 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 coming we're in charge here you know we're chilling <laughs> the one time though we actually let off a firework oh my gosh it was ridiculous it was the weirdest sound too so we let off a firework right it goes in the air boom 5 minutes later we hear this this like not a yelp right this weird 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 scream of some sort not a, not a person like this is an animal and it's just like doing this weird little scream of itself. And it's, we're like, what the hell is that? And it, it, would, it, would, it, would st- it would go, like for maybe like 10 seconds, right? Stop. Five minutes later, it would go again. Stop. Five minutes later, go again. And we're like, what the hell is that? Like, we're like, <laughs> is there like, is Bigfoot sitting there eating popcorn, scaring the shit out of us across the lake? Like, we're like, what, what is that? Like, that, that is really freaky man like seriously what what's making that sound across the lake so we're, we're all here paranoid we're just like okay should we shoot a firework at it to shut it up no we, we would never do that but oh my god we we're just like all right we're gonna it, it eventually stopped right but it was such it's i don't even know what the sound would be but uh we searched it up after we got to the bush it was like a type of um is there a type of i forget what it was but i think it was a type of owl or a type of deer and it was a, def- it was like a defensive yelp it would make. I think it was an owl. And it was like a defensive yelp it would make to, because we were setting off the firework, right? Just to let us, so, you know, we were letting everything know that we were there. I think with that yelp, it was letting us know that it was over there. It's, it's bizarre. Now, um, what is he? We talked about bears. We talked about bears earlier. And uh, I have seen a bear before, like, they're, they're, it's cool. Like I've seen a couple bears. Uh, usually I see the, we, when we're driving in, like through that, uh, road to get into the marina, we usually see a couple bears crossing the road. Like they're not brown bears, black bears. That's usually what we see. No, we're not going to see any white bears over here because it's not Antarctica. It's actually kind of crazy to hear like the polar bear stories, how like they've, a couple of them have come in by the Hudson Bay area. It's like, wow, that, that's crazy how the polar bears have like, <laughs> gotten so far down but again that's because of global warming like they're losing all their ice and now they're being forced to swim down right so it's just like wow it's kind of it's kind of crazy actually when you think about it uh i don't i don't know about penguins like i haven't really looked into that stuff too much it's just it's just kind of crazy what you hear um yeah well, i've seen a couple bears before like it's cool we were, we were sitting in one day and we just saw this this like object it was just moving across the lake and we're like what is that like what is that thing over there just it's just something's just moving and chillaxing on the other side of the lake. And there's a baby black bear. And I was like, 
because we, we always bring binoculars, right? So just with the binoculars looking across the lake, it's like, oh wow, it's like, uh, that's a baby black bear, and if there's a baby, the mama's not far away, you know? So it's like, okay. Now across the lake, maybe like what? A kilometer long lake? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't know how to measure that. 1,500 meters, two kilometers? I don't know. It's it not far, though. If it wanted to come over, it, it could, because there's a spot where it could swim across. Uh, but yeah, crazy. It's awesome seeing bears. Now, I don't, I, have I seen a moose before? I've seen a moose uh, just driving on the highways in Ontario, like, a couple times I'll see moose. But I've, I've never seen a moose um, when I, whenever I was camping. Like, and I've been camping for 14 years. Crazy, right? Uh, I think I've mentioned that quite a few times now, but never once saw a moose. I, I'm always unlucky with that stuff. I've seen um, deer. I've seen bears. I've seen crap ton of wildlife. Never seen moose. I have seen a moose, though. Like Again, like I said, on the side of a highway, I saw one. It wasn't dead, no. It was just like in a little marshy field. It was cool. Uh, there's four of them, actually. I think there was the mom, the dad, and two... Are they called cubs? No, it's a bear. I forgot what the baby moose are called. But yeah, calves. I think they're calves. I'm not sure. Is that a cow? I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. But we saw there's the two babies, right? It's cool. It's like a little family of moose. Like, that is awesome. It was cool to see those things in the wilderness. Um, so yeah, that was like pretty much all the wildlife I've seen. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I must intend. So there's like this, um, about a kilometer down, we usually, uh, grab the canoes and paddle down, but there's just always, there's this nice little waterfall by the camp. And the year we went, the recent year, like, uh, we usually go like again, Canada Day long weekend every year. This waterfall this year, the water was so low this year. It was crazy. And you can always tell how low this water is by, A, just looking at the lake. <laughs> but when you go to this waterfall, like, it was not there. There's just a little stream of rocks this year. Like, a little stream going through all the rocks. And I was like, whoa. Crazy. And a, a deer actually died by the water. Um, so we didn't really want to go over there this year just because it can be really... Like, if you drink the water and you get that crap in your system... Not good. Not good at all. <laughs> like, really bad. Yeah. It's uh it's it's insane. It's it was crazy though. I, I was surprised on how low the water was this year. But when the water's high, man, that place is like an like a five star resort. It is amazing. Like the, the it's when it's like a it's like there's a perfect level it'll be at, right? So you can just climb up through the bush. Um and there's like these little eddies. And if you don't know what an eddy is, it's like uh, a pool of water that um, gets like kind of go off to the side in like a little circle so it's all calm while the rapids go by and there's a couple eddies in there that you can just go into sit and relax and again this water kind of just stays there swirling all day the sun's directly on it so it's like a it's like a hot tub right and you just oh, it's amazing you're sitting there um, sitting there with the drinks and looking at the sun having enjoying the day with the waterfall it's, it's awesome there's fishing too in there it was hilarious the one time i was sitting in the waterfall and i was just i was just enjoying it myself and there's there's a fish and it, and it went into my pants and i was like i'm not much of a fisherman either i'm not i'm not too big on the fishing i've never really enjoyed it i just don't have the patience for it really it's like yeah like 
calm, calm day, relaxing. Yeah, fishing's nice, but it's just in there. Fish goes. It's a small one, a smallmouth bass, right into my pants. I was like, oh my god! I was like, what the fuck? It's like there's fish in my pants. So I, I reach in and I was like, oh shit! I grab it and I'm like, guys, look at this! I, I caught a fish and I was like, no, no joke! I was holding a fish in my hand and I, I was like really freaked out by. It. I was like, oh, this is disgusting! And I, I just fling it back into the water, but I was like. I don't catch fish on a fishing pole, but I, ca- I catch fish with my hands now. I was like, <laughs> See, that is hilarious. I caught a fish with my hands. It's like, just call me the all-time fisherman around here nowadays, boys. <laughs> it was awesome, though. Well, not awesome at the time. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, the fish was just in my pants. I get, you don't understand how fast I got out of there afterwards. It's like, Jesus, I hate fish. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, yeah, one of my pants, really weird. It wasn't pants, it's shorts, but you know what I mean. Um... But yeah, it's crazy. This year, uh, we it was cool. So we actually built a sauna. Now, you're, you're probably thinking, how the hell did they build a sauna in the middle of the no, in like the middle of nowhere? How, how? How did they build a sauna? Man. So cool. So what we did is we brought like a little hunting tent, right? It's just a small one. And you bring a propane heater. And what you do with that is you put the propane heater, you, you, you have to put the pine needles on all of the cracks, right? And there's just a little zipper to get in and out. So that now you have this enclosed space for your sauna, right? You put in the little heater, right? You have that propane uh, tank thingy. It's, just, it's like a propane gas um, heater thing. You have that in there going, okay? Now, again, probably not the best idea to breathe in propane burning, but <laughs> it's, it's not like... It's, it's safe. It's, it's not going to kill you like what we did. I don't, I don't recommend trying this, by the way. Um, so we brought, brought that in. Now that's generating a nice, a nice amount of heat. And now we have this, like, I forget what else we brought in. It was just this, it was like, it's like a type of heater, right? Um, and, like, it's just, it was crazy. Like, you shut the thing, and it was, it was, I wish I could show you the pictures. Um, not until I do the face reveal, but man it was it was amazing like it was just it was an act we built an actual sauna in the middle of the outdoors now now this sauna like when you want to go take a trip in the fall when it's starting to get cold this sauna is amazing you, you take the sauna you go, go jump in the lake best thing ever <laughs> honestly it's 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 the best like what a genius idea and it, it, it was just um one of my relatives um, he found it out and how to build it, and it's just like by his own, figured it out, and I was like, that is that is crazy, because when they first initially told me the idea that we're building a sauna, I was like, no way, I was like, we're not, you can't build a sauna, we're going out in the middle of nowhere, and like, yes, we can, we, we can build a sauna, I was like, no way, you tell me we can get a sauna up there, it's like, yeah, it's like, huh, that is amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's, it was cool. Sauna, amazing. And, uh, the water was, this year was cold. I, I like, the one year we went, two years ago, the water in the lake, holy cow, it felt like bath water. I'm not even, I'm not even joking. Like, you'd go in, oh my gosh. It, it legit, it felt like you were hopping in the bath. Like, we had this, our campsite was taken by a solo canoeer, so we had to go to another one. And it was a really crappy campsite because there was no shade. Like, the, it, it was all open. Like, the one tree that was there, like, did nothing because of the way the sun was up all day. 
And uh, yeah, it was uh, not pleasant. So we spent most of the day in the water, but it was awesome because we it was on a cliff, right? So we just jump off of this campsite into the water and this water felt like bath water because of how hot it was. It was like 35 every single day. It was like, wow. Um, but yeah, it, it was nice. It was cool. I love that. I was just, I was like doing some, not flips because I'm not like a freaking sling, slingy. I can't move my body into the ways to make the flips go or unless I want to break my neck. <laughs> but uh, we're jumping off, going in the water. It was amazing. Um, but yeah, you're probably, if you're at this part of the podcast, like a lot of you are probably like wondering like, so, so how do you take a shit up there? Like, okay, I can understand how you piss. Like you just, you know. Do your th- you do your business by a tree, but like how how the hell do you shit? Now we have these things called shitters, and like they're in each campsite, so it's like a little little wooden box with a circle. Like there's a lid on it, right? But you're just you're just sitting there. And the one campsite we have, it's the best shitter in the world. Like you go up to the very top of the mountain, the shitter box is right there. You have a little rock covering you, but you have this really nice like, clear spot view of the lake the whole entire lake because you're on the top of the mountain and the trees so you just what you do is you bring up a speaker you bring up some music you go up early in the morning where the bugs aren't bad and yeah it's it's so nice but the the campsite we're at with the cliffs terrible shitter it was literally right there in front of the whole lake so if someone on the boat goes by all all you got to do is you got to smile and wave and just hope they think they know what you jeez man you just hope that they turn away quick. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the worst, though, when you get stuck with a bad shitter and, like, there's someone in a canoe going by and they just, like, happen to look over and they're just you. Just, like, sm- what are you going to do? You just got to smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. So, yeah. <laughs> but, man, go in the early morning. It's the time of your life. <laughs> Amazing, though. The one year, what we did is we took a bug tent and we put it over. Like, it was like a porta potty bug tent type thing we put it over it terrible idea the smell and the stench got like trapped in it it was horrible nasty disgusting (laughs) and it was hot too in there because that was the one where there's no shit at all in the campsite so it was just hot and smelly it's just horrible 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 uh but yeah honestly crazy it's so awesome um i think probably to wrap this up like i think my overall like the best times is just when you're out there around 12 o'clock, 1 in the morning, lying there on the rocks looking up at the stars, it's just amazing. It's cool to see all the shooting stars go by. All of the stars, like the millions and billions of stars, all the satellites go by, all the shooting stars. It's just awesome. I, and it's crazy, too, because you can see a shit ton of shooting stars. It's, it's so cool. Uh, but, yeah, that was uh, pretty much today's episode. I hope you guys... All enjoyed my little me myself in the great outdoors. Uh, it's a great passion of mine, and I think I want to bring this episode back with uh, pro- pro- I want to get uh, some wilderness creators, content creators over on YouTube to join me in a podcast. Uh, maybe like talking about survival trips, their experiences, their trips, and I thought that'd be really cool for uh, an episode in the future. But uh, this podcast is available on YouTube and po- Spotify. Um, all the links on YouTube are in the description and in Spotify if you want to go check out the YouTube channel it's called NDV Games if you want to watch it on YouTube but Spotify is amazing definitely um, if you're on the Spotify please do follow uh, set a notification for this podcast because it's amazing and uh, anyways thank you for listening and I'll see you guys in episode 3